We'll be in uh, Revelation chapter 21, but I would ask you, like all good studies of Revelation chapter 21, I would ask you at this time to turn open in your Bible to 2 Peter chapter 3. Uh, okay, 2 Peter chapter 3, let's pray. Father and our God, as we look into this stunning, incredible, wonderful, joyous chapter, we pray that you would just, I, I think this chapter here is to bless us and to thrill us, and I pray that it would not only give us the information that you want us to have, but Lord, it would bless us. Uh, one of my favorite chapters in the book, Lord, perhaps in all of the New Testament, I pray you just give us a real sense of what we're supposed to glean from this information. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of verses, but not too much commentary. It's pretty straightforward. It just, you know, you read it and you get it, and we can comment a little bit about it. It's like 25 verses, I think, but I think we'll get right through it with no problem. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10, but um, we're going to be talking about new heaven, new earth, and that's kind of peppered all through Scripture in a few key places. But for my money, this is the most crisp. This is the one that kind of sums it up for us and tells us how we ought to feel about it. Uh, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and the which the heavens shall pass away. Now listen to what I just said. The heavens shall pass away. Well, the heavens, <laughs> Adam, that's always there. I mean, we, you know, we breathe. We're going to need the heavens. We're going to breathe. We're going to need you know, outer space, we need the sun, we need the moon, okay? It's kind of key to life. No, no. And heaven where God is, is that going to pass away? Some say no, but I say yes. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. By the way, the Bible talks about a big bang. They just got on the wrong end of stuff, but they're always messing up, okay? There is going to be a great noise, all right? I, you know, a big bang, in other words. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and all the works that are therein shall be burnt up. I've said, everything you know is earmarked for destruction. Where do I get that? Oh, this verse. Accepting you and people, which are eternal beings, and the word of God, which abides forever. We're not going to deal with that right here, but... Everything you know, all the things that you count dear and most precious, none of it's going to be on the other side of this. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, he's explaining it in case you think, uh, heaven's passing away, that's just a metaphor. No, 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 no. Um, elements dissolving, right? Uh, uh, elements melting with fervent heat, uh, works burned up, uh, all these things dissolved, uh, uh, being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Verse 12. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth when dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, being diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. And on it goes. And so um, let's go to Revelation chapter 21. And it starts out rather stark. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Why? Well, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Why? 
they're all tainted by sin. And that's why I think, you know, we need a new atmosphere. It was, it, it, that was where Satan's realm was. We need a new heavens. Well, we've been in the heavens. We, 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 we flew up into it and we brought sin there and I think stained that. You think, you mean space exploration is a bad thing? Well, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying when we go to a place, we diminish it with our presence. You say, what about the heaven of heaven? That's where God was and that's where Satan came. And I think that needs a refurbish, a, a renew. Uh, he brought his stench up there, okay? And God's saying, I can't live with that. I'm starting fresh all over. Uh, a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now my wife is very depressed, but she'll have parts in this that she will love later on. She, uh, I married a beach girl who loves the beach. Uh, people who love to surf, what are you going to do? Uh, people who love lobster and, and scallops and, and tuna, what are you going to do? There's no more sea. Does that mean there's no more sea? It means there's no more sea. And this new earth, there's no more sea. Um, by the way, if you love lobster, and I love lobster, and I love scallops, and I love seafood, all of it, it doesn't seem consistent with, look at uh, verse 4 in the middle of it, there shall be no more death. You know, will we be eating meat and living things eternally? I don't think so. It doesn't seem consistent. Uh, there's new heavens and the new earth. Are there slaughterhouses there? It doesn't seem consistent with the... the this is, by the way, theologians call this the eternal order. And if I'm just bumming you out now, remember something. God loves you. God knows how to bless you. God invented taste buds, okay? I mean, think about it. You could just eat and just for subsistence. Say the word, fool. Subsistence. You could eat to sustain life, but God gave you taste buds. And then he invented garlic. Oh, praise his holy name. He, and onions. And, and, and you're thinking, what are you, like Egyptian or something? You know, you're like the chill of Israel, garlic and onions. Yeah, I, I'm feeling them. I, I get it. I totally get it. And for you, he made chocolate and he made whatever it is that you just love. Um, I, I feel like God right now is saying, you're welcome. I, I, I want to bless you. I want you to. Uh, and, and so many more things we could talk about. But I wouldn't worry about it. And by the way, I've loved the sea um, for a lot of reasons. You think about why is there no sea, but why was there a sea to begin with? It separated the nations. There needs to be no more separation. I'm glad that, you know, defensively, we lived in a, this big island you know, uh, North America, we had moats on both sides and we kind of impervious to attack. Now in the 21st century, I don't know that, that that's a reality anymore, but even as far back as World War II, thinking logistics, what had to be planned for an attack. So, you know, it was a blessing. Is it going to be a blessing in the eternal? No, it's not. It's not. No more sea. I saw, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. There's a lot of confusion here. Wait, the bride? I thought we were the bride. I thought, oh my goodness, don't tell me that we're a city, that I'm going to be like a lamppost eternally. Stop. It's an, it's an analogy, okay? Uh, and I know it's a little bit confusing. This city is gorgeous, like a bride. And now we get it. 
It's just an analogy. You've seen ugly bride because I've done a lot of weddings and I never have. I think God gives a measure of, I don't know, I, I can't say, think of another word except beauty. Not now here, women are legendarily beautiful. We all know that. And I'm talking about people other places, okay, where women may not be quite as beautiful as all you are. But I think God gives us, like, God gives a bride that, look, her husband's here at the front, and I'm here, and she comes in, and there's music, everyone stands, and you, you can watch that guy. He's almost ready to pass out. It's, 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 it's a big doing. It's big, because who thinks of a bride as something that's not beautiful? And so God's using this analogy, something that we can get our arms around, something we can understand. He says, okay, the city, when you say it's coming down from heaven, it's going to take your breath away. And by the way, the city, does it come all the way down to earth? I don't know. Is it just kind of stationed up there in the sky like the moon? I don't know. I don't know. If it was on, this was on the earth now, let's say it was in America, it would be about from the Gulf of Mexico to Canada, from Boston to Denver. It's a big place, okay? I just want you, it's about the size of the moon now. It's a big cube, I would say. Some people have it shaped like a pyramid, but I would discourage that because I don't think pyramid is a, it, nothing is scripturally pyramid, but, you know, we see the Holy of Holies is cube-shaped in both the tabernacle and the temple later on. So that's a, a, something we can deal with. A pyramid, nah, I get a little bit, no, I don't think so. It's coming down from God out of heaven. Is it Jerusalem? It's the new Jerusalem. Because the other one, that's toast. That's ashes. That's dissolved. Why? Because there was sin there. And God's saying, I'm, I'm flushing that. We're starting anew. So it's the holy city. It's new Jerusalem. Is it New Babylon? Ha! God dealt with that and that whole system. And we rejoiced when, when, it, when God destroyed that. This is his, his doings. Uh, the holy city, New Jerusalem. It's coming down from God. We've got to remember that. Out of heaven, it's prepared as a bride. Adorned is the idea for her husband. Beautiful, breathtaking. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. What does it mean to tabernacle? It means temporary dwelling place. Except this temporary dwelling place isn't so temporary. It's permanent. You remember where Peter says, I've got to put off this earthly tabernacle God has showed me? You remember where it says that the word became flesh and tabernacled among us? I always believed that Jesus was born on the Feast of Tabernacles. I know this, and you know this if you were here Wednesday night, or maybe it was two Wednesdays ago. The Feast of Tabernacles will be incumbent upon the earth dwellers. No, 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 no. Earth dwellers is bad. Those who live on the earth during the kingdom age have to make the Feast of Tabernacles, and they have to come up to Jerusalem and, and keep the Feast of Tabernacles. We read that in Zechariah. If you were online listening, if you were here, you'd know that. Here, what does it mean to tabernacle? It means this. The tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them. God living with us. Isn't he with us now? Yeah, but he's, it's a faith thing. It's not a, it's not a sight thing. It's not a touch thing. Look at this. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. 
This isn't like it is now, is it? This is like the next generation. This is way different. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Where is he? Arm's length away. Handy. And I love the fact that God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. I read one poet, and he said that, um, you know, crying is in the lexicon of heaven. I agree. Uh, yeah, Revelation 21.4, I agree. He says it's the only word in the lexicon of hell, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Think about it. God's concern with our happiness. Very much so. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. That's why I think we're not going to be meat eaters in the, in the eternal order. No more death. No more death of people. Is COVID going to be a thing? <laughs> no. No, it's not. Cancer, heart disease, crib death, abortion. Just name it. No. The people who you love will be with you forever, and you'll love everybody. When God has it his way, I like it his way. When we have it our way, it generally leads to chaos and disaster. God's going to wipe away all tears and rise. There's going to be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away, now we can go on this for a long time, but you get it. There's no negative. There's no suffering of any kind. He sat upon the throne and said, Behold, I make all things new. Oh, praise your holy name. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Remember last week, these words are true and faithful. This isn't pie in the sky, by and by. This is going to happen. I wouldn't tell you if it wasn't True, God is saying here. Like as if he has to tell us like he's not a liar. Listen, you can set your hope on these things. It will be. These words are faithful. They're true words. I wouldn't, I'm not lying to you. This is how it's going to be. No suffering, no pain, no death. And he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Because, you know, he said all those things before. This is just repetition of promises he's already made. Will you thirst? Like, never. Freely there means undeservedly. It's not because you're a good guy. It's because Jesus was on your behalf. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. You remember when we studied in the letters to the, uh, the seven letters of the seven churches, we looked at all the promises of the overcomer, and then we saw in 1 John that you're an overcomer by belief in Jesus Christ. Overcoming doesn't mean like, you know, I had this great uh, odds against me, and I plugged away, and I overcame, like, you know, it, it doesn't mean that. We're overcomers by virtue of the fact that we're in Christ. He that overcometh, he who believes in Jesus Christ, shall inherit all things. And beyond all that, I will be his God, and he shall be my son. 
Now, son, don't get... No, you ladies, I know you're better than this. Some people you know, think the Bible is very, very sexist. When, when the Bible uses the word, like when we talk about like mankind, you think women involved. How many of you think, let's go raise your hand, how many of you think God doesn't save women? I thank God uh, he just does Come on, when he says son, he, you know he means sons and daughters, okay? Um, I will be his God. He shall be my son or, or daughter. But the fear, fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, they shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I have been fond of saying, and I've said it for a long time, and I've said it so many times, you're tired of hearing it. We always talk about, you know, when you die, it's heaven or hell. And some, both of those are only temporary. The meek shall inherit the earth for a thousand years, and then the eternal order, a new heaven and new earth. Okay? And we're going to be on the earth part of that new heaven and new earth. Just telling you. Say, was well, the new heavens, will there be like heaven where God lives? I don't know exactly know that. Because when it's talking about, I will be with, I'll be as God and he'll be my son, this could be red letters, this could be the words of Jesus Christ. And that's what I believe it is, okay? Will God still be, I don't, I don't know. Okay, there's some things here that he's trying to bless us with, but I can't answer every possible question. Um, but we go from heaven, which is our holding place, after we die, we're, we're with Jesus. The Bible tells us that. And we come back to earth with him where he's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. You could be in heaven when he's going to be here on earth. Uh, I don't think so. And then in the eternal order, it's a new earth. So that's your, that's your destiny, okay? Uh, not for heaven forever. Uh, what about hell? Yeah, people go in hell, but hell's cast in the lake of fire. And it says so here that all these fearful, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, homemongers, sorcerers, and idolaters, and all lies that have their part in the lake of fire, which burneth for, uh, with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Right? You, you get it now? That's why I say heaven and hell aren't, like, that's, yeah, for here right now, but that's not how it's going to be eternally. Um, fearful? Wait a second. Fearful? Yeah. Now, I can talk about fearful, and people are going to later on accuse me of being, you know, cavalier and uncaring un and stuff like this. Well, I wrestle with a lot of fears. Have fear of God, and everything else will take its own place. Um, we've determined a long, long time ago, we don't make decisions based on fear. They're never the right choice, and we've learned that over the years by making dumb choices. Uh, guys don't like to admit to fear because we're guys. I don't entertain it. I don't countenance it. Um, I think Satan tries to put fear on me. But what does the scripture say? He has not given us a, uh, a spirit of fear. If he didn't give it to us, who did? Well, if Satan tries to put that on. I don't have to listen to that. I don't take care. I don't have to listen to him. He's not the boss of me. He tries to be. He wants to rule over me. I was liberated from his rule in my life when Jesus Christ saved me. I don't, I don't have to be fearful. And I always found that when I choose not to walk in faith, fear comes. It's the default button of our existence. So if you wrestle with fear, well, there's a chemical in my brain and I can't be in confined closed space. And Look, 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 look. I'm not going with all those different places. Saying 
the default button's fear. It's satanic. He hasn't given us a power, a, a spirit of fear. So just do with that. And we can go through all these different things, source, but who cares? Whatever your flavor of the people who practice those things, they got a different eternity waiting them. There came unto me one of the seven angels. I like the fact that he's starting to recognize the angels now. There came unto me one of the seven angels who had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues. And he talked with me saying, you come here. Come here. I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Now this is the city, okay? This isn't you. This is your residence. Do you live there? I think so. Do you have to live there? Well, it's got gates and they're open. I mean, you have to be there all the time. Can you like go see this new universe that's out there? Well, I'm not going to need a rocket ship. I don't think so. I think you're going to need <laughs> your eternal body. I think that's all you need, your resurrected, glorified body. But I don't know. And that's a little bit of speculation. I'm going to show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And by the way, my whole thinking is like, if Jesus is there, where do I, where do I want to be? And by the way, can I just say this? If you're there, where do I want to be? That's that's just life is all about relationships. Figure it out. Lloyd well, comes to Jesus. What's the big commandment? Love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbors, yourself. Where else would you want to go? But but let's just say you're adventurous type and you want to be out in the the great beyond. Will you get there? Will you travel at the speed of of light? Will you travel at the speed of thought? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And he showed me that great city, that holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And I have an idea. In my mind, I picture as I read this, like it's just kind of in the stratosphere. It's, all, it's up there. And the, oh, I'll be afraid of heights. Not, no, no, no. Not in your new body. You're still thinking like in terms of like your presence now, like how it works now. You got to suspend that. You, it, it's a, you're not, there's no fear. You will have no fear, okay? It's descending out of heaven from God. It has the glory of God. And her light was like under a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Most people think this is a jasper, is a diamond. Now all the ladies perk up because I'm such a sexist. Uh, Diamond's really a, a girl's best friend. Listen, uh, I want to tell you about this. God's saying these things to thrill men and women. Now, when we talk about the stones, people say, well, this is this and it's this color. And you don't really know that. I just take this. If people aver that, they're saying things that they don't quite know. Okay, uh, because it's a Greek word um, based on, and I think, and nobody can prove this one way or the other, I think these are the same 12 stones that are in the breastplate of the high priest. The, the breastplate of the high priest, there were 12 stones, and so the picture was like, as the high priest, the, the tribes were close to his heart, is the idea. And that was the Urim and the Thummim, lights and perfections. It had to do with determining the will of God. Uh, determining the will of God in the kingdom. I want to read a verse that I marked here. You don't have to turn there. And we covered it as we were going um, in our Wednesday night study. We're talking about the kingdom and some of the benefits of it. Um, um, You know where it talks about the wolf and the lamb feeding together the lion, eating straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not 
hurt, no harm, no hurt or no destroy in all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. The verse before that, and shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. I think it's amazing. Say, how come he doesn't do like that now? Ah, he's got his ways. He's got a way about him that I, I can't figure out everything. He could do that now. Before I even thought about praying about it, and I just thought, um, Lord, boom, there it is, the answer. I kind of like that. I wish, but he wants us to labor in prayer. He wants us to be intense. He wants us to, us to knock and keep on knocking, seek and keep on seeking. You know, it's, it's ask and keep on asking. I, it's his way. But there's a time when um, we're just going to, you know, people on the, uh, in the kingdom age will pray and prayer will be instantaneous. Back to Revelation chapter 1. Is that um, the, the picture, the 12 stones that the, I, I don't know, I don't know. But most people think this jasper is a, is a diamond. It had a great wall and high and 12 gates, and at the gate 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. You do this, you listen to the news and you think about it biblically. They're talking about defunding the police back along. Not me. I kind of like the fact you dial 911, somebody shows up. But I was thinking defunding the police, is that like a biblical thing? Well, yeah, in Israel didn't have police. They had the Goel the kinsman redeemer, somebody killed your brother, you had to go kill him. You want that? You want like a posse system? So I was thinking, you know, like from a biblical point, and then we got to get rid of the wall. Well, that separates us, you know. Heaven's got a wall. It's got a very strict immigration policy too, just in case you're wondering. But I think of these things like from a biblical standpoint. Do you? Do you? I mean, do you look at the world and you look at the news through book, chapter, and verse eyes? You should. Because, you know, we're talking about this, and, you know, if you're a certain stripe, if you're, you know, uh, conservative, you're liberal, you're this and this and this, and you get all your marching orders from your party, you know, we don't, no, no. God is our boss. That's why we call him Lord, Master. We're his servants. We figure out what does he have to say about a thing. It's a lot more effective way to live, by the way. But I get, but I'm, I'm chasing a rabbit here. Okay, it had a great wall and high. It had 12 gates. So you get this wall that secure, speaks of security. You got these gates, but these gates are never closed. So what kind of security? But what kind of security do you need? I mean, just, I'm just wondering, you know, you're indestructible, right? When he created heaven, uh, the new heaven, the new earth, where were you? What were you standing on? I mean, things were dissolving. <laughs> Great heat. Where were you? Do you care? I mean, as far as like he had to figure it all out because he had to put me in a special compartment that was lead-lined and <laughs> with a whole nuclear... No, of course not. You, you're indestructible. You're, you even think about like, you know, when you come back with Jesus, they're fighting against him. Are they shooting weapons into the air? Will it concern you? Will even a nuclear blast going off by the side of your head, will it even mess up your hair? Think about it. That would be a concern, right? Okay. I, I want to look good when, <laughs> when I come back. I don't want my hair all messed up. Okay. I, I, have, I, have, 
I, I break myself up if nobody <laughs> never mind, never mind. <laughs> oh my goodness. A great wall high, twelve gates, and the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So every time you are by a gate, every time you walk in or walk out, you say, I got in because of Abraham, because of Isaac, because of Jacob, because of the 12 tribes, who wrote this incredible book and passed it down to us. And, and the, the blessings that we have are the blessings that God promised Abraham. On the east side, three gates. On the north side, three gates. On the south side, three gates. On the west side, three gates. And I would say that probably the same three, like the way it was set up around the uh, tabernacle when they were camping in the wilderness. I would say it's the same, but for, for how that matters to you. Uh, and the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the name of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Wow, that's crazy. So the gates remind us that we came in through Israel the foundations that were built on the foundations of the apostles. I can live with that. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof and the city lieth four square. Read here Q, if you ask me. And the length is as large as the breadth and he measured the city with the reed. 12,000 furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. The length, the breadth, and the height. That's why it could be a pyramid, but... I would say cube, okay? Argue with me if you want, but I don't think either one of us can prove it. Um, what's, I don't understand furlongs. About 1,500 miles. Some will have it as low as 1,200. Depends on how long, you think a fur, the, how long people think a furlong is. Again, it's big. Um, the measurement was like something ridiculous. Depending on how, you know, every man, woman, child ever lived, they get like square miles, okay? It's not like... Oh, I'm going to be elbowed elbow with somebody. I'm going to be like, my neighbor's going to be somebody I don't like, and I'm going to be squished here like, oh, stop. It's not even like that now. Um, will it be overpopulation there? Don't worry about it. Just so don't. And by the way, can we live on the earth and just like visit up here? How does it work? I don't know. There's a lot of questions, and I, don't, I haven't fleshed them all out in my mind. I haven't prayed over them. Because a lot of things I leave at God's discretion to say, Leah, God, you're awesome. You've always blessed me. You've always been good to me. You've, you know how to please me. You know what I need, what I want. What, so I don't like work out that minutia in my own mind. I'll let him thrill me later on because he's interested in thrilling us. He measured the wall thereof, 144 and 4 cubits, according to the measure of a man. Um, that is, of the angel. It's, uh, what's that, like 72 yards. So it's a big wall. Does it go all the way up to the top? No. Does it need to? I mean, who's attacking, by the way? And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. I don't even know what to say about that. You know, um, the gold there is, is it opulent? Yeah. You know, we, we're told the streets of heaven are gold, right? Gates of pearl. We'll get that. We'll get to that. That's what God uses for asphalt. The precious, the most incredible here on earth. In heaven, it's just like psh, so much asphalt. And it's clear. It's clear gold. It, it doesn't have any flaws in it whatsoever. Uh, how do you see? Transparent gold. 
I, the foundations, uh, verse 19 of the wall, were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first fountain was foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth a sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth barrel, the ninth a topaz, the tenth a chrysoprasus, the eleventh a jacinth, and the twelfth an amethyst. Is your birthstone in there? I don't know. These have to do with the twelve tribes, I would say. Um, I can I can talk a lot about this, and so I listen to someone. He's like, well, this one's kind of like you know, kind of like a purplish, and this one's bright green, and this one. If that sort of thing interests you, you can chase this down. But I don't. I think you're not going to find all the things you want to find out of it. I will say this: people who are like gemologists say this would be so brilliant. So I mean, look at um, verse twenty. Three, the city has no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did light, and the Lamb the light thereof. Do you remember when Jesus went up top of the mountain and he transformed before their eyes? They couldn't look at him because he was brighter than the noonday sun. Sun shining through this would melt your eyeballs out of your head. People who study gems say you couldn't look at this. And if now if we intensify the light by the glory of God. Man, you're going to be wearing these real thick glasses. <laughs> like you're all through it. No, because you have new eyes. You have eyes. I, I wonder about your eyes. You know, we, we see light, right? Roy G. Biv. Will these new eyes, can we see all the way from infrared to ultraviolet? I don't know. Can we see sound? I don't, I don't know. The eyes that we have now are helpful for this environment that God put us in. And they're remarkable. Don't get me wrong. Incredible. But they have limits. What will your new eyes be like? Something to think about. I always wonder about, our, can, you, know, you know, can you see sound? Can you, like, hear flavors? I mean, think about it. I mean, we're, I, just, I just know a God that we have a good God. I have not seen, nor hath they heard, nor hath entered into the hearts of men the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. I'd love to describe it, but what words would I use? And I haven't been there. All I got is a sanctified imagination. Use your own. Okay, those are the 12 uh, stones, and again, then they're the foundations. And are they foundations this way, one, two, three, or one, two, three, four? Or is there like 12 foundations, and they're like, you know, three rows by four rows? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Because you see, you know, when somebody does a, you can look up online and see artist conceptions of this. I, we, we're, all, we're all looking at the same verses, okay, and what you make of them, I don't know. The 12 gates with 12 pearls. I think that's very interesting. There we have the pearly gates. Well, where's St. Peter? I don't, I don't get it. Where? So you know the whole thing, you die and you get, go to the pearly gates and you have to argue with St. Peter why you belong there. And I, I don't know where any of that comes from. I don't know where. Uh, does, is it really gates of pearl? Yeah. Isn't that incredible? You know what's incredible about that to me? Where do you get a pearl from an oyster? Are oysters kosher? No, they're not. Hmm. Isn't that incredible? You know, I, I just think, you know, even like today, oysters still aren't. Uh, Jews do not prize 
pearls. They may deal in them, you know, to sell them to Gentiles to, because there's money involved in it and they can make, you know, make them. I'm not, don't take that as a trope. I don't mean it that way. I mean, there's people who deal in gems and things like that, and people sell pearls, and that's that's fine. That's good. And if you are one of them women who loves to wear a pearl necklace or pearl earrings, I think that's fine. We're not, we don't have any issues with that. Here we have a God who said, okay, clean and unclean. And here in heaven, there's these, they're pearls. Are they like pearls? No, they're pearls. Uh, um, the, the 12 gates were 12 pearls. There you go. Each several gate was one pearl. That's a big oyster, right? <laughs> Coughed up that pearl, I'll tell you. Uh, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. That's we get that. Streets of gold. Incredible. Is it heaven? Well, it's the new Jerusalem, okay? I just, that's marvelous to me. Um, he didn't seem like he spared any expense. Do you think God cheaps out on you now? They say the earth is worth about a decillion dollars. What's a decillion? Well, you know, million and billion and trillion. After that's quadrillion and quintillion and sexillion and heptillion and octillion, novillion and decillion. That's a lot. Because you know the difference between million and billion? You have to be a millionaire a thousand times over to be a billionaire. Someone who's got a billion get a lot of dollars. How many trillionaires are there in the world? I mean, a billionaire a thousand times over? So every time you move up, you're multiplying it by a factor of a thousand. So when you get, so this one, this one is 10,000 more. When you go from, you have to have 10,000 million to be a trillionaire. 10,000 million dollars. You have to be a millionaire 10,000 times over. The earth's worth about a decillion dollars. That makes us all billionaires over many, 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 many times over. Okay? There's plenty. There's plenty to go around. Why isn't there? Laziness, indifference, greed, money, love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Um, there's a lot of reasons. But God doesn't cheap out. God doesn't like, is there enough fish? Enough kinds of fish? We need more varieties of birds? What, what is it that we're lacking? You know? Okay. I saw no temple there. Oh man, we ain't gonna get to go to church. <laughs> For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. I just you you know you come here and you want to experience God. I do too. I want to go to church where God goes to church. I want to feel the presence of God when I go to church. Very often I feel the presence of God when I'm worshiping, when I'm teaching the Word. Here, it's not a question of sensing His presence. It's a question of, there He is. <laughs> There's God. There's the Lamb. There's like, right, uh, handy. Like, you're going to have a chance to talk with the Lord? I'll be talking with him. I'll be like a thousand years. You'll be waiting in line. Adam's such a God hog. Like, it's not your turn. It was like a million years ago. It was like you should have been done. I don't think it's like that at all. I think he's accessible. You don't need a temple. That was a, a picture of something. That's how we approach God when we're sinful. There's no sin. It's been dealt, it's been done away with. Uh, you know, 
fear of the Lord is a good thing now in this situation we're in now. There, oh, he's very approachable. He's right, I don't want to say it, handy. The city hath no need of the sun nor of the moon to shine in it. So the new heavens, they ain't going to have a moon, they ain't going to have a sun. You need sun. You've got to have a sun because you can't sustain life without the sun. Now, in this present situation, there, sun, psh, don't need it. Moon, psh, don't even need it. Uh, we don't need the sun, we don't need the moon to shine. It's the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. I, uh, what can be said? And the nations of them, wait, wait, there's nations? You mean there's like Jew and Gentile eternally? I think so. I think so. You mean there's still some distinctions that are made? Well, I don't think there's first class and second class citizens of this new, but I think there's, I, I'm male. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I think eternally. I don't think you go from one to the other. Call me a troglodyte. What, what are you, what, Adam, what are you thinking? I think in the beginning God made them male and female. I think we keep that distinction forever. And I think God doesn't prefer males over females. People accuse us of being sexist. I'm not. And I don't think this Bible teaches that even a little bit, even ever. So God prefers... Males, he, and you've got ladies. Oh, he'll let you come along for, but, but he's not really all. Really, that's silly. Does God prefer races? There's only one that I know of: the human race. Everything else is just simply genetics. Does God prefer certain characteristics and certain genetic traits over another? I think he let them all develop that way after the flood. And I think he's good with all of it. Because, you know, when he says it's of every race and tribe and family and kindred and all that, and it all glorifies him, does he have preference? No, that's just, no. No good dad does. Well, let's keep moving. But there are nations. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. What about the unsaved nations? They ain't, no, no, no. We already dealt with them. The, the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, all lies. They have their part in the lake with fire, which burns forever. Uh, burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We read about that last week. We won't look at that again. The nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. The kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Wow. I, that raises some questions. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by night, uh, at all by day, for there shall be no night there. So you don't lock them every day, and there is no night. <laughs> Those are gates that stay open all the time. We have gates at our house. We don't call them gates. We call them doors. And we lock them. Okay, why? It works out better that way. And every night, you lock this? Did you lock when we, had, we go through our little checklist? Because we're worried. Because we, well, we don't live in fear, but we concern ourselves with the fact that people can come into our house and menace us and do us harm. And it's a concern. Right? Not there. Not there. Who's going to harm you? Is there some rapacious... Cretan who's, are there like 
uh, a, a guy who like goes around killing like you know the hillside strangler or Jack the Ripper or none of that, none of that. Your safety is not even an issue at all ever. The gates of it, they're not shut by day, and there's no night there. Well, there's no sun, there's no moon. Well, how do we get to sleep? Oh, you're presupposing you'll need sleep. Will you be able to take a nap? You know how you ever take a nap sometimes? It's just like the biggest blessing in the whole world. You're just like, oh, I'm so tired. You curl up and you take a little nap, and you wake up and you feel like a million bucks. You ever have those type of naps? Because you take the other nap, and you're like, you wake up and you feel like you're almost drunk, like you're getting hardly even like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have, oh, that was terrible. But you know the good nap? Can you take one of them? I don't know. I don't know the rules. We get like orientation, they tell us, I, I don't know how it works, okay? There's like a lot of things we can't, we'll figure out when we get there. But just always remember that God loves us, that he knows how to bless us, that he knows how to thrill us. And he's very interested in our blessing. He wants to take your breath away, like any good groom to his bride. But, story for another time, the gates of it are not shut, there's no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. Really? Yep, it says so. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth. What about demons? Oh, they're all done. They're all dealt with. Satan? He's in the lake of fire. What about the beast and the false prophet? Are they going to come and they're going to make this rebellion? No, you're thinking of the last earth. There's there's in no wise enter into anything that will defile, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. Imagine if somebody spoke truth only, always, every time they opened their mouth. It's going to be like that forever. How do you get there? But they which are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I, you know, if, if you go to church anywhere else and you think of like, you know, you got to do certain things and refrain from certain things and you make it, you're, one, you're wrong, okay? Two, I, I hope I've disenfranchised everybody who's ever listened to me Ever. That's not how we do it. We're written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Well, how do you get written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Here's something. Ask him. <laughs> Lord, save me. Your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we find from the foundation of the earth. Pretty cute trick. Well played, God. But he's God. It shouldn't amaze us that much, right? That he knows the end from the beginning. Remember early he said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. This is the Omega part. This is the eternal. This is the the denouement, this is the how it all ends up. You know, oh, I read through this and it just fills my heart. He's such a good God. He's like, he hasn't, there's nothing he hasn't thought of. There's nothing he hasn't worked out. Now, he hasn't told us all the things, again, because we probably wouldn't be able to understand all the things. And some of the things is like, you know, you want to open up the, 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 the present on Christmas. You don't want to, you know find it and, oh, this is lovely, but oh, now I'm, you know what I mean? You want the, he knows how to, just remember, he's God, he's, he's good, eternally. Let's, let's stand, we'll pray, uh, pray and we'll, we'll, we'll praise the name of this good God. Lord, this is a, indeed a thrilling chapter, because it goes on to the next chapter as well, and we look forward to that. We, we thank you, Lord. It's, a, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we come to know you better, I think we love you more because of it. And Lord, um, 
there's some fearful things in this book about judgment and and Lord, um, you know, I think these things, as your word will tell us next week, we're going to roll out soon. And Lord, because of that, there should be a response in our lives. We should be a certain kind of person. Help us to be, Lord, to put you first in all our thoughts. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Now may the 